0: Can I freeze my tampons? Are Mexican jumping beans really Mexican? If I ate a $5 foot long and I threw up the subway, owe me $5. If leprechauns are really Irish, then why are they so small? Do Mexican jumping beans really jump? Is tort reform about tortillas? If Sean Penn doesn't think there were any weapons of mass destruction, then why is he gay? What if Javi Feierstein was the captain of a British frigate? Man, the missing mast. Shit Face to Face, the podcast where we ask the important questions. What's going on in a particular topic, and then we get hammered and try to explain it to another person and see how that goes. It's think you ever wanted to know, but we're too sober to ask. You wanted more and more and more. Most people have heard of homonyms, words that sound the same but are actually different in meaning. Things like bow and bow, or bow and bow, that kind of thing. There are also contronyms, words that have opposite meanings even though they're the same. Dust means not only the stuff that collects on your furniture, but also the removal of that stuff from your furniture. So I was thinking, what other weird words are there? And so I asked three ladies to tell me about uh, something that they knew about. Let's see how it progresses. I think you'll be entertained. Shit Face to Face presents Sugaring.
1: So Sugaring, as I know it, is the process of turning maple sap into maple syrup. And based upon um, where you grew up, I think the origin stories of this are a little bit different. So I grew up in Vermont, which is mostly Abenaki land. So the origin story of maple syrup is um, an Abenaki story. And it's like a, a hunter went out one day. He was looking for deer or some meat and his arrow struck a maple tree. And when he pulled it out, he saw the sap dripping down. He collected it and brought it back to the camp. And they used it to cook their meat in that night. And it thickened down so much that they started to cultivate that and to use that as part of their um, like everyday cooking experience. So that's that's like the version that I heard as a kid. But I think again, depending upon where you are and what native land you happen to be close to or on, um, you might get a different version of that. So maple sugaring is the best time of the year, in my opinion. And it happens in early spring. So when the ground starts to thaw, usually in the end of February, beginning of March, the and the days get warmer, that's when you start to have the sap flow. So maple trees are deciduous trees and they hibernate or they, they go to sleep every winter, like they, they go dormant. And so in the spring is when they start to wake up and they draw in a lot of moisture from the soil and they put all of that moisture, they try to bring it up into the branches to start the growth of leaves. But it takes a long time for that to happen, and while it's doing that, we kind of we can tap those trees and collect some of that sap. So when you have enough sap, you can then take the next step, which is the sugaring process itself. So that's the process of evaporating all the extra water from the sap to make it into maple syrup. So when you collect your sap, it's usually only about I think it's somewhere between six to eight percent sugar content, so really, really low, and you have to evaporate it down so it's around 60 to 70% sugar content, and that's what makes it into maple syrup. So you have to have 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of maple syrup, and you take all of your sap with you to the sugar house is what it's called. It's like a little shack. It has a big evaporator in it, which is a huge metal pan On top of an enclosed fire most of the sugar shacks that i grew up going to are wood operated so you have someone who has to stoke the fire and maintain a certain temperature with it um, and to keep the evaporator nice and hot so you have you put all your your sap into the warming pan and then it slowly drips into the evaporator if you put all your syrup in at once then you can't you know control the temperature and thin it out appropriately and you do it too fast and you can almost burn it so you want to have it as a slow trickle, which does mean that it takes anywhere from like twelve to twenty four hours to finish off a batch of maple syrup. It's a really laborious process, and so growing up, what we do is we would go to sugar parties, so you your neighbors all collect their sap, you go to the sugar shack and you put you know you put your sap into the warming pan, and then you you know you take turns stoking the fire, you do puzzles, you listen to music. Um, listen to podcasts or like books on tape and then you make like sugar on snow is a big thing for that. It's when you boil down a little bit extra of the maple syrup into a candy form and you put it on fresh snow. So it's like a tomato, maple toffee. You have cider donuts, which are just regular cake donuts, basically. They're spiced with cinnamon and then you can also like boil eggs in the evaporator. So like those are kind of, and, oh and pickles, lots of pickles. It's like those are the elements that I remember most of sugar parties as a kid. So you boil it down a long time um, and then at the end of it, it's called sugaring off. And that's when the sap is so close to being done. You just have to like wait those last little bit of time, either like 20, like 20, 30 minutes to get it to just right consistency. So a lot of people have a special spoon that they'll use because if the the sap drips into a V shape, you know, it's reached that sugar consistency. Some people use a gauge to make sure that it's the right water consistency in that. But when it's finished, you have to put it through like a cloth filter, and then you bottle it when it's hot because the hot syrup will seal the jar automatically. So that is Maple Sugaring 101.
2: So years ago,
1: which
2: wasn't that long ago, actually, I was a a spa manager. And I started working at this new spa that did um, sugaring. And they did a lot of different like uh body stuff you know like laser therapy and um you know like skin tightening that sort of thing which i never i've never been used to before because when i came from different spas it was like massage stuff so i had to learn all about these new types of massage or excuse me spa services and sugaring was like the most popular thing that this particular spa did so of course i was told by my boss who was the owner Sugaring is a more natural way of waxing and I had been waxed a couple times in my life you know like for an ex-boyfriend or just to see what it was like and and I really just preferred shaving (laughs) because it was way less painful but my boss assured me like oh no it's way less painful and the results last so much longer and it's so much better for you and like your skin so I had only been there maybe like a week and the manager slash owner was like okay, you know, we need to integrate you with the staff and make sure that, like, you, like, you know, that everybody knows, like, you're the assistant manager now. And, you know, just to kind of, like, make sure that all of the girls that work there knew that I was their boss. So there was a sugaring class that Saturday. And, you know, she was basically like, the best way for you to learn what sugaring is and how to describe it to potential new clients is to get it done yourself. So here I am, brand new job, brand new boss, brand new employees that I barely knew, that knew way more about this stuff than I actually did, and I am lay down this massage table and have to take my pants off in front of like six women that I did not know, one of which that had their little child there because she could not get a babysitter. (laughs) Now this child was like two years old. So it's like the mom and they did these regular sugaring classes because a part of them working there, um, the owner would do this kind of sheisty, you know, contract thing where they would get a sugaring certificate license if they um, basically signed their life away to work at the spa and um, then they didn't have to pay for the sugaring classes. So this would be a part of the free sugaring classes. So this, these people would come in, this girl had, she was like, well, I have to be here for the sugaring class because I need my license, but I had no babysitter. So (laughs) bringing my kid in. So here I am laid on this massage table with, uh, my shirt above my waist and my pants completely off in front of all these strangers. And she's like, I'm assuming like, we're just going to sugar my arms, which is like, you know, take the hair off of my arms or my legs. No, she was like, we're sugaring your, your whole vagina and i was like oh my god okay well i wasn't super comfortable with like how much are we showing of this thinking like i don't know like i'm gonna be behind a, a i don't know curtain or something no there was in front of like six people plus my boss um vagina full on out with my legs like splayed open basically and they take this sugar which is like hot um sugar and lemon like lemon or whatever is which is supposed to lighten the area i guess so that it doesn't look so dark down there and they put the sugar on like the opposite of the hair that you have growing down there and i had at least she warned me she was like you have to stop shaving you need to have at least an inch of hair down there so i made sure to have at least an inch of hair everywhere even my legs were hairy because i really was like i was i really didn't know where we were sugaring and she uh you put it on the opposite like going the opposite direction of your hair. And then you kind of take it and like mold the sugar with your hand. And of course they had gloves on and then you take it and you rip it off of wherever you're sugaring, which in my case was my full vagina. And then she's literally like, okay, I need you to pull your legs up, like put your knees by your ears. And I'm like, oh, my God, why? And she's like, well, we have to get the hair that's in between your butt cheeks. (laughs) So I'm like, hair, like my legs are, you know, up near my my ears. And she's like in between my butt crack going for it. And then on top of that, she's like, all right, who's next? So I became the actual model for the training class at that point. So all the other girls, including the girl that had like a two-year-old crying on her hip, had to take turns sugaring my vagina. And (laughs) so these girls, like some of them were kind of new. Some of them were pretty good at it. Like one girl was like, oh, I've been working here for five years. So she slaps the sugar on my pussy and then just rips it off really quick. And then another girl was brand new. So she puts it on my vagina and then goes to rip it off. And it's just like the most fucking painful thing I'd ever experienced because she's just like yanking and yanking and yanking at this sugar which is like now becoming kind of hard because she's not pulling it off right away this was the most painful thing I'd ever experienced and I'm thinking like I was told that this was supposed to be not painful. And I will admit that that is the smoothest I've ever been down there in my entire life. And it did last for several, several weeks. But after that, I was like, anytime, because I got a free service, of course, since I worked there at that point, anytime we ever did that again, I was basically like, listen, you go to that bikini line, you go all the way down, but you don't go in between my butt cheeks and you don't go inside of my vagina flaps. Hi, my
3: name's Amanda and this is my... Sugaring a pussy story. So I work as a vet tech in an animal hospital uh, for quite some time now. And I will never forget the first time I saw a canine prolapsed uterus. Um, A woman made an appointment. um, And when she arrived for her appointment, she was freaking out, crying, hysterical, concerned for her dog's well-being, although I don't blame her and she, the complaint on the phone was that her dog was giving birth to a human head, is what it appeared like to her at home. Um, When she arrived, she had like a 60 pound pit bull and the dog was walking as if it was riding a horse because all the edema and inflammation within the uterus or vaginal canal that had prolapsed was just dangling in between her poor legs. And so having never seen that before and being unaware of what the treatment was, I put her in a room, took the dog's temp, everything as usual. And then when the doctor came in and explained everything, I was also learning for the first time. And apparently the way to reduce the inflammation in order to push all that tissue back in the body is to apply granulated sugar onto it. So one of the doctors at my practice proceeded to go into our kitchen or break room, take the coffee we use for or the sugar we use for coffee every day and bring a bag into one of the exam rooms with some gloves and a empty box and proceeded to just pour sugar over uh, the prolapsed tissue. And amazingly enough, that worked very well it immediately started reducing inflammation and it was like oozing but it was a disgusting ooze because the blood combined with the sugar looked like some kind of summertime watermelon margarita mix and that was gross but the dog made it through okay we did the surgery and it was fine Um, and since then uh, I have sugared a lot of pussies myself so that's my story.
0: When I was two years old, my mother brought me to a spa. Now that I'm older, I can realize that that's when the trouble started. You see, there was sugaring going on. Not just any sugaring, but (sighs) sugaring gone awry. When you ask me why I drink, the answer is because of what I saw when I was two. Thanks so much for listening to Shit Face to Face. Our guests for this episode included Erica, Marisa, and Amanda. Our music, as always, is Pretend by Melissa Belarosa. Thank you so much. Please check us out next month, first Monday of every month, and see what kind of crazy surprise we have there. As you can see, we've kind of abandoned some of the original format for just a general comedy podcast until we can get a little bit more of a uh, standard recording schedule down. If you could subscribe, if you could like, rate, review, that kind of thing, that'd be great. If you could tell a friend, that would be just as good, if not better. No, just as good. You know what? Fine. Thanks, everybody.